Amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's make our confession and then we'll get started. Are you ready to praise today? Did you come here to rejoice? Hallelujah. Let's say this. The word of God is truth. If I live the word, I will be blessed. If I don't, I won't. It's just that simple. Now turn to somebody and say, I've been living the word all week. All right. You can be seated. You may say, well, I I shouldn't have said that because I'm not. Well, we just make good confessions here. And hopefully the rest of us will follow after our mouth. Everybody say, I believe believe that Jesus Christ Christ died for my, died for me. me. Therefore I am victorious. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in me. That's powerful. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, today um, we're going to talk about praise. Um, I was, as I was praying about this message, you know, my husband said, um, it's time to move on the last message that he gave here. And uh, when I was preparing for this message, I heard it's time to praise the Lord or the title of the message is it's time to hoist the flag. Amen. The flag said, the flag says we have the victory and we're still standing. Everybody say, I'm still standing. You know, how many of you remember Francis Scott Key when he wrote the Star Spangled Banner? Uh, that was a battle for who we were as a nation and who we would become. But in that battle, if you put that photo up for me, Sandy, in that battle, he said he watched all night and the flag was still there. Everybody say still there. You know, no matter what you face today, the spirit of God is still strong in you. And that flag did not. It was not destroyed. It was still waving at the end of that battle. And today we rejoice because we are the United States of America. Amen. And there are people who gave their life. That was a storm. That was a battle. But that flag stayed strong in that God will stay strong in your circumstance and situation. You need to know you are going to make it. Turn to your neighbor and say, we will make it. We will make it. He hasn't changed who he is. So if you'll turn to Psalm 150, um, and then I'm going to share a little bit about our vacation. That was quite a vacation that we had. How many of you heard that there was a storm? Yes. Well, I was in that storm with your favorite person, Pastor Bill. (laughs) And thank God I'm here today because in that storm, he wanted to be Jim Cantore of the Weather Channel. And he wanted me to get my phone and go outside and film him walking the beach, giving an account of the 57 mile an hour winds. Needless to say, I said, no, I am still here. And a while ago, he said to me, see, you would have a video to show this morning if you'd have just done what I asked you to do. (laughs) Sorry, you're not going to see that video. Heaven recorded it. You can ask when you get there. Okay. Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Everybody say, praise the Lord. Now, this is what the word of God says. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him with mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet, which Brad, uh, some of you have never heard Brad play the trumpet. He is an anointed trumpet player. Someday I'll just play the piano so you can listen to him play that trumpet. Praise him with the lute and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and the dance. Everybody say you can dance. Turn your neighbor and say, you can dance. There's nothing wrong with dancing. In church, we dance. I mean, we have a good time. When I go to Mexico, we dance so long that I forget what I was going to preach. By the time I get in the pulpit, we have danced ourselves into, I mean, we're tired. We are tired. 
And so dance is good. Praise him with the stringed instruments and flutes. Praise him with loud cymbals. Everybody say loud cymbals. Some people say, oh, you can't be loud in church. We are loud here. Hallelujah. And we might get louder. So, you know, just in case. Praise him with the clashing cymbals. I was in the band in high school. And, you know, that we go four or one. And the way we go down the field, you know, we had to kick ourselves way back and then go. And that cymbal go crash. And away we go. They crash the cymbals there. We can crash the cymbals in church. When we get our orchestra, we will. We will. We'll just crash the cymbals. Uh, let everything Turn to your neighbor and say, are you breathing? Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Did everybody get that? What are we supposed to do? Amen. Amen. And, you know, I was raised in a Methodist church. Uh, I was the church organist there. And um, so when I was at Victory, there was a day where they needed somebody to play this big, it was a big white organ. I don't even know what kind it was, but it was huge. And um, and we had these big meetings in the Maybe Center, which would be like um, Mackey Arena. And it would be totally filled with people there to praise and worship the Lord. We called it Word Explosion. They still have it out there. And um, in this season, we would be way up, like six, eight feet up on a platform. And then I'm up on this organ. And uh, we started worship, and, and it, it was just wonderful. Now, I pretended to play the organ. Nobody knew because there were so many instruments, but it, there was somebody there, and that's what they needed, somebody to sit there so I could sit there. And uh, every now and then I'd just play a chord, but I didn't understand. I mean, it was just phenomenal worship, and I didn't really know that much about I only read music at that time, and they did everything what they call by ear. Just, you know, people just played it, and they give these hand signals. You know, this meant one thing, this meant something, and, you know, by the time I figured out what that was, they'd already gone like this, and we were in another key. And so I just, you know, I pretended. Well, Jerry Seville was there. And uh, I don't know how many of you know him, but he's pretty spontaneous. And uh, he, he read this psalm. And when it said, the trumpet, praise the Lord, he turned to the trumpet guy and said, play your trumpet. And, oh, he gave some beautiful riff, you know, and like Satchmo or somebody. I mean, he was just all over the place. And I knew he was going to get to us. And I was on that organ. Now, the good thing was there was a piano player who loved to play. And I thought, dear God, let him go for it. You know, I'll, I'll hit a chord and then he can go, blah, 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 you know, well, sure enough, he got to us. He whirls around, points at us and that piano player hit it. And about that time he says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. And he jumped off of that platform, six, eight feet. He jumped off and started running. Well, everybody in the crowd started running after him. I mean, people poured out of the, I mean, and we just kept playing. It was like, you heard of holy rollers. These were holy runners. And they were just, I mean, and that, that was a big arena. And they just kept running and running. And, you know, I just kept playing chords and watching and playing chords and watching. I was just so glad I didn't pass out, you know, or he just said, organ player play, because it would have been. That's all that would have been there. But, you know, the, the expectation, everybody say expectation. The expectation that came in that crowd of people for the power and the anointing of God was amazing. Because when he jumped, it was like the spirit of God hit that place and everybody 
got in the flow. Everybody say in the flow. It's called the anointing. And where the anointing is, it destroys every yoke of bondage, lifts every burden. And, you know, when it's all done, you just know God did something. But it may not be something you can really put your finger on. But the expectation, everybody say expectation. The expectation that was generated by the Spirit of God through that worship brought the power of God into the lives of the people there. And I don't know how long they ran, but I know we played a long time because when we had church out there, you know, we didn't stop till God was done. And so sometimes on Sunday nights, especially Sunday mornings, we were on a clock, but Sunday nights, it just went till we, till the Holy Spirit got done doing whatever he was going to do. And that's what word explosion was. Well, if you look up in Psalm 149, uh, not only does praise bring an expectation in people uh, of the spirit of God, but it says in verse five, let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises, everybody say high praises of God be in their mouth and a two edged sword in their hand. In other words, this is like a battle that's going on, but it's going on as we praise as, as the praise is going forth to execute vengeance on the nations. What the that means right there, powers and principalities, things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. As we're worshiping, those things become bound by the power and the anointing of God through worship. And uh, you may even be here this morning and, and, uh, and you, in, the, in the worship, you've experienced just um, maybe a weeping uh, you know, I had somebody say to me this morning, I didn't even bother to wear my makeup today because every time I come, I cry. Well, that's a good thing. Everybody say a good thing. Because what's happening is in that praise, those powers and principalities that exalt themselves against truth of who you are, they're broken. Those chains are broken off of people's lives. It binds the work of the enemy and it looses the power of God. And it goes on and it says to execute vengeance on the nations, to punish all the peoples. Those are those powers and principalities to bind their kings, those, those higher levels of king, of powers and principalities with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute on them the written judgment this honor have all the saints what does that mean we have the power through praise to stop the work of the enemy uh in the beginning of this church we were told the holy spirit uh led us to have one sunday night a month it was praise and worship and we prayed and we sang and we worshiped and i ministered oftentimes in music and people would would just be ministered i mean god would give words of knowledge things would happen in people's lives and and their freedom in their life just burst forth i mean god would just do it the anointing destroys the yoke of bondage it lifts every burden and so in that time not only was it happening here but later some of the people that were in that worship there were things that they were uh contending with things that were happening in their lives that later on they'd find out well that all got taken care of when you're praising god he's going about the business of binding and binding up the work of the enemy, stopping those things that are coming against your life. So you wonder here in this church, you know, when we were in Florida, my husband, bless his heart, we were visiting with the, the people who were next door. And I never know what Pastor Bill's going to say. I mean, just like here, if you're here on Wednesday nights, you, if you're not, you miss it because he'll say anything. I have to be ready for counteraction. And so he, this lady was talking and she said, well, you need to keep us in your prayers. Uh, I do go to the Presbyterian church sometimes. He said, oh, do the Presbyterians still have a church? 
well, what do you say after that? You know, I just looked at him. Well, she started laughing, thank goodness. The other guy, her brother-in-law, started laughing. And he said, well, what kind of church do you have? And Bill said, oh, we, we have a crazy charismatic church. And he said, the worship would be a little different than what you're maybe used to. I'm thinking a lot different probably than what you're used to. I said, well, yes, we have drums and guitars. And, you know, you, people, when they're not used to that environment, it's like they, their eyes get bigger and bigger and bigger the more you describe. And uh, he said, are you holy rollers? I said, yep, that's what we are. We're holy rollers. Because then he could identify with the Holy Spirit. Everybody say Holy Spirit. And, uh, but anyway, you know, he, he was talking. And in the end, they, they said a compliment about Bill that, you know, they're, they re, he reminded them of their, one of their relatives' pastors that if they could go to their church, they'd go every Sunday. Well, you know, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, and people know that. You know, no matter what he was saying, you know, I want to put a gag on his mouth sometimes. But, but the spirit of God, everybody say the spirit of God, is, is realized through what he says. Nobody, they weren't offended. They thought it was kind of funny, actually. I was the only one trying to figure out how to fix it. And, and really, it didn't even need fixed because God took care of it. They, they recognize the spirit of God. Everybody wants to be free. You know, when that lady said, well, you might want to keep us in your prayers. I had another lady down there that um, they came and got me and told me that they're having some challenges with their son. And we were standing outside. She said, I'm going home because I think he's going to go in a rehab place. And, and uh, she said, you know, we just just have to keep praying. She said, he said this before. Boy, I just took her hands right there on the beach and we prayed. She starts crying. She's hugging me. I thought, you know, it doesn't matter where we are. We need to be ready, folks. We need to be ready. I, I believe this fall we're going to launch um, what God has really been speaking to me. Uh, it's, it's an old song. It's uh, reach out and touch somebody's hand. Make this a better place if you can. Well, that's us. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's us. It's time. It's time for us to begin to do what we know how to do. And we do it out of praising God. You know, we're not the ones that are going to make it happen. God's going to make it happen. Reach out and touch. When you touch somebody, when I took her hand, the weeping just began. That was not me. She doesn't even hardly know me. I saw her at the beginning. I saw her at the end. Now, we're all there always the same time every year. We've been going for 26 years. So these people, we know them. But this is the first year that I felt to take her hand. And began to pray. And God did something. She said, can you, can, can you friend me on, tell, tell me you want to be my friend on Facebook. So I know God's going to do something. See, the world is very small, folks. We got a chance. But it comes out of your praise. If you're praising God, you'll be ready when the time comes. Because, and it's time to hoist that flag. Why do I say that? Well, it says in Psalm 67, uh, verses 5 through 7. And I want you to look at this because, first of all, praise brings expectation. 
Secondly, it binds the work of the enemy. And once the enemy is bound, there is a release. Everybody say a release. A release of the anointing and power of God. And so let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Now listen to this next part. Then the earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. You know, that was the covenant of Abraham. We are blessed to be a blessing. And then it goes on. It says, God shall bless us and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. You know, if you read the old covenant, uh, when the children of Israel begin to move uh, into the promised land, those people were fearful of them. They were fearful because they recognized who their God was. They recognized that it wasn't them. It was their God. If you study Rahab in, in Joshua chapter 2 or 3, that, that's the first thing she said. Everybody here is afraid of you. We are afraid of you because we've seen what you do. We've seen what God has done for you in this time of when they were moving toward the promised land. So if we begin to praise God and he blesses us, people are going to see. Everybody say people are going to see. And they're going to fear him, not be scared of him, but reverence him. Then they'll accept him. You know, uh, God has gotten a real bad rap from the, the posse that's running loose right now in the United States. I'm talking about the Senate, the Congress, and other people. I'm um, not mentioning all of them. Don't have time. Uh, but they're not our problem. Powers and principalities are our problem. And we're going to have an election in this nation. And we are in a storm. Everybody say a storm. I mean, there is a storm. Jehoshaphat was in a storm. There were three armies that were coming against him. You can read it in Second Chronicles 20. And those three armies that were coming to him, it says in the Bible, a multitude. Everybody say a multitude. Well, you know, there's a multitude of forces of evil right now moving in our nation. There, you'll experience it maybe not right now in your life, but it's coming. And, and we're in a storm. You may not see it right yet, but it's brewing, just like that storm that we were in. It was brewing out there in the Gulf of Mexico before it ever came. But they begin to forecast it on the Weather Channel, which Pastor Bill also loves besides Channel 52. And so I begin to hear about this storm that was coming. And it, and it started out maybe not going to be a storm. Maybe the winds would tear it apart. It wouldn't get to us. But over time, it began to be pretty certain that that storm was going to hit Florida. Well, Jehoshaphat had a storm. These, these armies were coming to destroy him. The first thing he did was ask God what to do. Everybody say, ask God what to do. And if you read that story, I'm just going to read a little bit of it. This is the first thing he did. He began to rehearse who God was, not who he was, but who God was. He said, Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And you not, don't you rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand, is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of the land before your people Israel, gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? And then he goes on and he talks about how God has defended them all this time. In other words, he doesn't immediately reflect on how they're going to stop the enemy. He reflects on who God is. Now that's praise. Everybody say that's praise. See, a lot of people say, well, I'm not going to come because I don't sing. 
you know, I can't come to a praise service. If you're just going to sing and praise and worship, I can't come. Well, praise is more than just singing. Besides, I don't think God cares what note you sing. It's what you're doing with your heart. Sing any note you want to. Listen, God can cover up a mess. You know, he just enjoys the praise. And he created you. He knows what you sound like anyway. It's just that you're lifting up your praise. And when he began to exalt who God was, exalt how they had favor with him, then his courage was built. Everybody say, that helps you. <laughs> it helps you when you think about who God is and not who you are. And then he says in verse 12, oh, our God, will you not judge them? In other words, you are going to take care of our enemies. Not only are you God, but you're going to take care of those who are coming against us. And he says, for we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are on you. You know, a multitude for us could be disease, sickness, financial problems, situations, relationships, all of those things can seem like a multitude. In other words, it just means they're much bigger than we are. And we have no power to overcome them in our own ability. How many of you have been there? I mean, we're there all the time in situations. It says, then the spirit of the Lord came upon a young man there. I won't read all of that. But the young man began to prophesy. And he said, this is what the Lord says to you. I heard Pastor Kelly on one of the teachings she did while we were gone say, you need to go back to what the Lord said. Everybody say, go back to what God said. And this is what God said. Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, go down. Now, they had something they were supposed to do. Tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up against you, and you will find them in the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves. Now, later we find out that means position yourselves in the place I tell you to be. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. Do not fear. Everybody say, I will not fear. Or be dismayed. Tomorrow you'll go out against them for the Lord is with you. Now, it goes on to say that uh, they came the next morning to Jehoshaphat. He, he, he consulted with the Lord. He told them, put the singers. Everybody say the singers. Put them at the front. Ahead of the army, put the singers. Now, can you see somebody, you know, today over in Afghanistan or even in Baghdad? Okay, get, get a choir. Go get you the choir of the First Baptist and set them out there and tell them start singing. And then the army's going to follow them in. We're going to win this thing. That's basically really what this would be like. And uh, aren't you glad you're in the choir? You know, everybody wants to be in the choir till the choir's going first, <laughs> especially the choir leader, <laughs> choir director. There you go, Jen, right out there in front. Get the troops, you and Brad. Okay. So now when they began to sing, it says, now that this is a key. This is what he told him to say. Praise the Lord for his mercy. Everybody say his mercy. His mercy endures forever. That means we are totally at the mercy of God here, but we're going to do what we're called to do we're going to praise the lord and so as they began to sing to praise the lord and to praise the lord set ambushes who did the fighting who the lord set against the people of ammon moab and mount seir who had come against judah and they were defeated what they ended up doing was fighting each other 
I don't know how God made them do that, but two of them got in a fight, fought each other, and then the other one ended up fighting, and then that group fought against each other in their own group, and they all end up destroyed. When they got there, it says no one had escaped. They were all dead. Now, that's the enemy's bound. He's done. But then look at verse 25. When Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away their spoil, they found among them an abundance of valuables on the dead bodies and precious jewelry, which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. And they were three days, three days gathering the spoil because there was so much. First, the expectation came for Jehoshaphat. God is who he says he is. And he's going to take care of your enemy. Secondly, the, the Lord bound up that enemy. He destroyed the enemy. And thirdly, the increase, the release of the increase. Now, when that happens to a bunch of people, they probably have some faith by the end of that. They probably believe that God is who he says he is. Uh, I believe that's what's coming. And I believe it's going to release a harvest. You know, uh, we're going to have prayer here on Monday night, 630 to 730. We're going to worship and we're going to pray. And we're going to believe for the mercy of God on this nation, on the people that are making decisions in this nation. How many of you know we're in a storm? I mean, we listen to, you know, we were on vacation. So you turn on television and uh, the only thing on is things about, you know, the presidency, which is very important. We need to vote. Everybody say, I will vote. You know, you may say, but I don't know who to vote for. Ask God. And if you say, I don't like either one of them, ask God, because someone is going to be the president of the United States. And that's what happens when people don't vote. Then God is not able to do anything because then we've got somebody in there that God didn't pick. And until they repent and get with God, we're going to have a mess. You say, well, they may not either one know God. Ask God. Everybody say, ask God. I have determined I'm going to praise God till I know what I'm doing. Because when you praise the Lord, you begin to hear. When you're fearful and watch what's going on, you will not hear God. Um, you know, I, I on this trip, um, my husband, of course, you know, as soon as he heard that we may have a storm, uh, began immediately to pray for it to uh, hit us directly. Uh, <laughs> And, of course, I was going to be the cameraman for Jim Cantori over there. And uh, so when he found out I wasn't going to be, he still got his rain gear on, which I laugh at him because he thinks this thing he's got is a raincoat. It doesn't repel water at all. It just looks like a raincoat. And finally, after this storm, he said, I need to find me a real raincoat. I said, that would be a good idea, Bill. He, I mean, the minute that thing, what happened was it said, I thought my prayers were being answered because they said it's going to go north of Tampa and we're between Tampa and Sarasota right out there on this little key, which is, you know, we have to go across the bridge to get back to land uh, either way. And, uh, and so he, he's out there, he's believing it's going to hit us. Well, when I saw that, I, I said, see, it's, it's not going to come here. Well, then right after that, they said, what the worst of this storm is on the east side of the storm, which is going to hit Tampa and Sarasota and Longboat Key and all of us. And uh, so sure enough, I mean, that Weather Channel, they know what they're doing because right on the dot, boy, that thing came in. And uh, 57 miles an hour right where we were. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot, but when the rain is going too, it, it's, it is, uh, I don't want to ever be in a hurricane. But Pastor Bill had said to me on Saturday night, um, you seem a little concerned. Do you want me to fly you home? Oh, I wanted to say yes 
tomorrow morning early. But then I thought, well, no, then he'll make fun of me till Jesus comes. And I'm not going to do that. So I said, nope, I'm staying for this. And, uh, you know, it, it, it blew north, so we could actually sit on our screen porch. We can see the, the golf right from where we are. And so we'd watch it. And, and it began to c- begin to rip apart the flag. They always have this flag up on the beach. Can you put that nice picture? This is the calm before the storm uh, that, uh, that I put up on uh, Memorial Day, you know, to honor all of our troops because I thought that was so pretty in the flags. And there's American flag, and then they have the flag with the uh, five branches of military. And um, it, it just took it and shredded it. I mean, I looked up there from my porch, and it was just in a million pieces, just flapping. And it tore the other one completely up. And so the man that's over the place went up and got the flag off. And, uh, and so we went through that storm. Now, I'm just going to show you a little bit. Pastor Bill likes me to experience these kind of things. So he went out in his rain gear, so to speak, and came back freezing freezing. And he goes, I got to get in the shower. I got to get in the shower. He is covered with sand. I mean, it looks like somebody took a sandblaster and went, (laughs) I just act like it's nothing, you know? Okay, sure. And so, I mean, it was a mess. And so he finally got himself warmed up. Well, then the next day when it was just wind and the rain stopped, the wind went on for like, I don't know, forever the next day into Tuesday. And he said, come on, I want you to come out here. You just need to feel what this feels like with the sand. And so I said, okay, all right. So here's the picture. We couldn't even hardly hold the camera. He was holding on to me because I kept blowing around because, you know, it would be, it was a gust of wind. Well, then listen to this. This is the wind. He had me stand out here. It felt like BB guns shooting my legs. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't fun. There wasn't anything fun about the whole thing. Not, not one bit of fun. And so, you know, when... Well, you know, it only I said, I'm done. I'm out. That's the weather person. That's, that's the last of the video. I'm done. Those kind of storms, you know, you want a storm to stop. How many of you have ever thought, I wish this storm would stop? And, you know, finally, on, uh, finally in the morning, real early, it went to just a all the time, and then it quit. Uh, when it was all done, you know what was the first thing I noticed? That man came right out there and put two new flags up. And I felt like God was saying to me, no matter what storm you go through, get the flag back up. Get the flag back up. Don't, don't let the enemy do what he's trying to do. Get that, hoist the flag, get the flag up. You know, um, I believe that in our nation, there's so many things that we're going to see. I, I don't believe we've seen the end of what's happening right now. Um, but I do believe we'll be victorious. Turn your ever say, we will overcome <laughs> But, but we overcome by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony and not loving our lives even unto death. And I want to tell you, the book of Hebrews says that we continually bring the sacrifice. Everybody say sacrifice, sacrifice of praise. That's where we don't think about ourselves. We think about this is important. We have to continue to praise the God that we serve because he's going to make a way. Psalm 22, three says that God inhabits the praises of his people. That's the old King James version. But in the new King James, it says he's enthroned. What that means is when you begin to praise God, he actually just sets up himself right in the midst of your praise. And that's why there's such a release of miracles. 
Everybody say miracles. Uh, you know, in my life, praise has been a, a big part of my life. Um, as, as we were looking at this, I thought of um, Iwo Jima, you know, uh, those men that hoisted that flag. There were 9,000 people killed in that battle for that island. 9,000. There were 19, was it 19,000, Bill, that were injured in that battle in that same island. Sometimes the storm takes a big cost. You know, they had just poured all this sand into the beach right where we are. They had built up the beach. I want to tell you, that's gone. It just took it, and it's not there anymore. I mean, in two days, we're right back, you know, pretty much to where they started. You know, some storms take things away, but God will restore. Everybody say he will restore. You know, in that picture I read on that Iwo Jima, six of those men that hoisted that flag, five Marines and another Navy corpsman, three of them were killed within days of hoisting that flag. Sometimes the cost is high. Jesus took the entire thing. So when we're praising God, we're praising God for winning a battle for us, just like he won the battle for Jehoshaphat. But this battle, we reap a great harvest. I mean, the increase has come to us from that battle. When the devil was destroyed by Jesus, the increase came to the people of God. And we have increase. Everybody say, I have increase. Uh, years ago, I called my son Matt today or yesterday, and uh, Matt's my middle son. And he, when, we, when they were growing up, there was a man named Russ Taff who uh, wrote the song, Praise the Lord. And uh, now you got to know, this is 40 years ago, I mean, or 35 years ago. Um, and I was in Tulsa, and there was a little town called Jinx. And Russ Taff, he was a young man. And the Imperials, some of you maybe that are a little older would remember that name. Um, you know, they came, and, uh, and they sang, and they sang this song. And it was the beginning time of me uh, growing in the things of God. But I, but I never forgot this song. Well, my son, Matthew, uh, some of you have experienced watching Matthew sing to me. We've shown those videos, some of you. Yeah, some of you know because you're laughing. Well, I called him yesterday because whenever I go out there, uh, Matt will say, Mom, let me, just, let me just worship for you. And he starts, praise the Lord. And he just shouts it. It's about half on key, half off. But anyway, and he just goes through the whole song. And he said, Mom, one day he told me, he said, Mom, when you had that, that, it was a record at that time, he said, and you'd play, you left that there. I'd put that on when you were gone. Now, he was only probably about 11, 10 or 11, 12. He put that record on, and he would sing that song over and over and over. Well, he's always teasing me. Now, Mom, as soon as I can get a 5,000 crowd, I'm going to start preaching. He said, I don't like small things. I, I want the 5,000. So I called him. I said, well, there won't be 5,000, but here's your beginning. I'll fly you up here, and you can sing for me tomorrow. Praise the Lord. He said, Mom, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> and then I said, well, could you make me a video? He wouldn't do it. So I had to get rest half um, and, and uh, the Gaithers. And, but what, what I love about this video, if you notice, uh, some things... You know, music changes and, and, and uh, the genre you know, changes because the new music sometimes may be harder for you to get into. Uh, older music may be harder for the young people to get into. But one thing I like about the Gaithers, they have a mixture of young and old when they do their big praise services. And, uh, and so I want you to see this video because um, it's Rust Half he's singing. We're going to just do a little bit and we're going to end today with worship. If you're here today 
And there's things in your life that need, you need to be set free or they need to be broken off your life. I promise you, if you get into the worship we're about to do, God will take care of it. Because whenever God gives a word, he always hastens to perform it. Did you hear me? Whenever he says, preach this word, he hastens to perform that word. How many of you have come and thought, did you read my mail this week? Did you know about, did somebody call you about me? No, no, nothing like that happened, but God read your mail. And so some people hear one thing in a message. Some people hear something in the worship. Some people even hear words in the offering message because God is speaking. And when we take that word into our life and let it work and begin to praise him, he will break every chain, every chain. So today is a day of breaking chains. And if you have chains on you, as you listen to this song, I want you to just listen to the words because a lot of you are up against a struggle. And, and it says Satan is a liar. Everybody say he's a liar. He wants to make you think you are a pauper when you're really a child of the king. Amen. That's his motive. How many of you know that the big storms are all you see? All you see. All I saw was wind and sand and rain and wind and sand and rain. However, when I flew out to come home, the sun was up there. Say, the sun is always shining. Jesus is always shining over your situation. Let's listen to this. And we'll close. I should have had Bill O'Brien sing. Thought about Wanda, but I kind of scared her, I think. <laughs> when you're up against the Yeah, can you turn it up a little? I'll put it in my monitor. That shatters all your dreams. Yeah. Your hopes have been cruelly crushed by Satan's manifested schemes. And you feel the urge within you to submit to earthly fear. Don't let the faith you're standing in seem to disappear.
Now just keep your hands up right now where you are. Lord, we praise you today. We praise you. You may be here today and say, I have those chains. I need those chains today. I need to be set free. And I am willing to pay that sacrifice of praise right now in Jesus' name. We're going to continue to worship just for a couple of minutes. And you may be here today and you say, that's me. If that's you, I want you to come right down here and stand. Not that this is a special place, but I want you to come here and stand. And God is going to do something in your life. He's going to do something in your life today. In Jesus' name. If you're here today and you've never received Jesus, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity to receive Jesus. Let Jesus be the Lord of your life. Let him be the one. Let him be the one that makes the, the difference in your life. If that's you, you come down. We want to pray with you today. Is there anybody here? You say, that's me. I, I really need Jesus to take over in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, he sees your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Let's all say this. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he died for my sins. Thank you that I've been set free by the power of God. I receive you, Lord, as my deliverer, as my healer, as my savior. Today, I bow my knee and I give you full permission to take over my life and make the changes that are needed for the victory in my life. I trust you. I give you my heart. So have your way in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.